Hi, I'm Sean Humphreys, host of Mind of a Champion and founder of Elite Performance Systems. I've spent my life learning from the best and training the best. I'm in the business of elevating athletes and team performances in making sure they accomplish their goals. My clients range from professional golfers to NFL teams and 20 plus Division I NCAA universities in multiple sports. In this podcast, I will share with you what goes on in the mind of a champion. From insights, techniques, to personal best, winning performances, and how these athletes set and achieve their goals on a regular basis. Whether you're a coach, athlete, or even a parent, you will want to hear how the best get it done. So sit back, log in, tune in, join in, and turn it up because you won't want to miss this. Hi, I'm Sean Humphreys, your host of Mind of a Champion, and welcome to the second edition of this podcast. In this edition, I would like to rinse through a couple concepts that could change the way that you mentally prepare for your next competition. Rehearsal and imprints, they're the ultimate mindset tools. Imagery, visualization, and mental rehearsal are common ways to prepare for an action without physically doing it. In this podcast, we will look at these mental tools as they relate to golf performance and why ultra-elite performers most often use them. I like the term rehearsal over visualization or imagery. It's simple. Many good things get lost in translation if the term used to describe them seems complex. Rehearsal, you know, it's not complex. And more importantly, rehearsal leaves an imprint or a stamp that's ingrained into who we are as people or as golfers. The more we rehearse, the more imprints we build up. You know, one thing we've seen with elite performance systems is that the more you rehearse, the more effective you become. And that can be the more you rehearse on a positive way or also on a negative way. It aids the performer in executing the desired action with precision. Our golfers rehearse while walking the golf course during practice rounds. They actually are imprinting the round of golf as they're actually walking it from the next shot to the next. It helps them improve ability remember the course, and increase their chances of mastering the movements needed for the competitive round. So remember, it helps them remember the course that they're getting ready to play because they're imprinting it over in their mind over and over again. In addition, you know, we train golfers to rehearse the course just prior to starting the round and after the round. So before their round, they're going to play this golf course many times over and over in their head. And then after they play the round, they're going to reinforce what solutions they need and what they did well. And we're going to dive into that in a little bit in a really cool story with the team that I'm uh, that I'm working with. To learn how to rehearse, you got to look no further than basically our own childhood experiences. You know, remember as a kid rehearsing your lines in a school play, 
or Bible verses you had to memorize or a presentation you had to give in, in class. You know, ch- children are, are experts at this and, and especially at rehearsal. Without ever being taught, they visualize winning races, slaying dragons and becoming champions. So as you rehearse, try to regain some of that vivid imagination you had as a child. You can imagine far more than you can currently achieve. Now think about that for a second. You can imagine far more than you currently achieve. If your students consistently rehearse what they want to achieve, what they imagine becomes reality. And I'd like to give you a really cool life example and a great story. But before we do that, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors from this segment. Our friends over at Tour Edge Golf are killing it this year with their new line of golf clubs. 2019 is the year of exotics. The new exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are designed to be the pound-for-pound best equipment for performance, technology, innovation, and price all rolled into one. In fact, my golf spy just named the Exotics EXS driver the best value driver in their 2019 Most Wanted Driver Test. EXS offers ultra-premium performance and innovation without paying the ultra-premium prices. Check out TourEdge.com for all the latest tour news and to find an Exotics EXS dealer nearest you. That's touredge.com. Currently, more than 20 college teams utilize the elite performance systems, or what we refer to as EPS, including the men and women's programs at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. In October of last year, I introduced to the team EPS as they finished the fall season. So you have to remember they're coming off one of the most brutal winners in recent history, right? Which may actually made it a perfect time to introduce EPS with the segment that we're talking about today. Because of the extreme weather, the team couldn't play any rounds of golf prior to their first spring event, which is in February, which was the game plan and how we're going to prepare without them playing. All right. So paint the picture here. It's, it's a brutal winter. They can't get outside and their practice facilities are very limited. And they have a putting area that they can use indoor and they have a baseball field, indoor baseball field they can use, but they can only get to it one day a week and hit shots up to a max of 125 yards. Okay, so when we introduced uh, elite performance system to them, this particular program that we're working on taught them how to preload the golf course and how to rehearse playing and competing in the event, which 
They had an upcoming event, <clears throat> this particular program within EPS. This allowed them to become very strategic in their planning and allow them to be tactical in their preparation. They used ProVisualizer to help lay out the aerials of the golf course. And they also used an application called StrackAlign to begin building their strategic game plan for the green. So this allowed them to start preparing what the golf course looked like, what it could deliver them, and also the greens. And it was all 3D and 4D technology, which is really cool stuff in this day and age. So they literally had months to prepare rehearsing for this event and rehearsing every single shot that they were going to hit along the course. And what's cool about the 3D, you can draw the lines from the tee box to the fairway, the exact distance, and into the greens. So they literally had, again, they had months to prepare and rehearsing for this event. The weather was so cold, they couldn't get outside to train. And all their training was done indoor with rehearsals, with preloading, mental preparation, and reloading golf shots and putts were all done with perfection. So think about this for a second. If you have an opportunity to rehearse the golf shot, you can do it with perfection. And when you do it without a golf ball, it's what's called dry firing. And I learned this from my good friend, uh, Olympic coach, Lanny Basham, is that you do it with perfection and the imprint that you have creates an imagery of a perfect shot. And so I was teaching this piece to Bradley and the process was done. And they did this over and over again for every shot they hit around the course in preparation for the competition. And they play this golf course probably a minimum of 30 times before their first competition. Now, fast forward this to February. So we started in October, winter came around. Now we fast forward this to February for their first event. They arrive in Houston, which was their first event, for their pre-tournament round. I don't like to use the term practice round because you've done all your practice and preparation prior to that event. I like to, re I like to refer to them as pre-tournament rounds because you're preparing your, or I can't even say it, you're preparing yourself for the event. So we use the term PTR, pre-tournament round. And each member of the team has their entire game plan in a small binder or pocket binder. Remember, these guys had not played a round of golf in four months. And, and needless to say, they, they were eager to get out on the co course. So Coach Jeff Roche walked and watched. He was with them, and I'm with them as well. And these guys were like marksmen. Coach arrived at the third hole, and they're talking, and I'm just watching and observing. And some of these players are turning to Coach and going, Coach, man, I can't believe how wide these fairways are. Because we preloaded them to be much narrow it means that they put the imagery in their mind and they rehearsed it of the fairways being this new, uh, narrow because that's what it looked like in the 3D. The rest of them chimed in and said, yeah, they, they look really small, but man, they're, they felt like they were so wide, they were almost like runways. And 
coach kind of turned to him and said, Hey man, let's air it out. They're this wide. We're big hitters. And so we, we went on through the next couple of holes and the rain began to fall. We arrived at the ninth hole and it started pouring down rain and the other, the other teams left the golf course and we went in to talk to the host officials and they gave us the green light to keep playing because our players wanted to continue playing because they hadn't even teed it up, right? They really didn't even notice it was raining because they were so focused on preparing for the next day's competition. So we finished up, the guys are drenched, cleaned up, and we basically finished at dark. We sat down, we cleaned up, we sat down at dinner with coach, and they began to preload the golf course again based on what they actually experienced in their pre-tournament round. They were so confident in their preparation, they set the outcome and performance goals, and we'll get to outcome and performance goals and learning how to set goals in a later segment. And they set the goals for the week and they went to bed. But coach stayed up a little later. Um, matter of fact, to probably one or two, he reviewed all the holes, the pin placements, the wind conditions uh, that he anticipated throughout the day, and then went through the holes they needed to attack and the ones they needed to be mindful of so the team could be very strategic and very tactical in the next day performance. So the next day, the team was more than ready to tee it up. So they, they warmed up their bodies, they warmed up their minds, and they prepared to tee off. And I can tell you this, the rest is history. They shattered their 36-hole record by posting a first-day round of 10 under par. And it included five personal best rounds and school records. It's crazy. So the athletes felt they felt like they had played the golf course a hundred times in their mind before they actually went to the round to perform. And they went on to finish runner up in the tournament. They finished two strokes back while breaking the three day school record. They accomplished every goal that they set out to do. Seven days later, the team won their next event and accomplished their next goal. Okay. So this is where it gets really cool. I mean, this story doesn't end, right? So with the Missouri Valley Conference Championship a few weeks away, the team started reproducing and replicating the same process of preloading and reinforcing the golf course that they were getting ready to play with Pro Visualizer again. And they did this for every event. So the championship was held uh, in Missouri at uh, Dalhoy's Country Club in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. The team led the competition wire to wire, and they cruised to a 15-shot victory, capturing the university's first conference championship. They swept the top three individual spots as well. And they had never won a conference championship in the history of the school. And this wasn't, and they probably, you know, after looking back and talking with, with Jeff, the coach, they had probably played fewer rounds of golf 
than any other school that was there competing. But in their mind and in their preparation and preloading before the competition, they probably played five to ten times the amount of golf in preparing for the competition and their achievement. And their achievement was really largely done because of their detailed planning, their commitment, discipline, and the perseverance needed to the pursuit of these goals. This is the power of rehearsing and imprinting before competition. It's, you know, it's, it's probably the most important tool in the bag that I, that I have, that I have really learned this, this type of mindset practice. It has many advantages. It, here's the cool thing. It costs absolutely nothing and can be done any time of the day, anywhere you can do this imprinting. One key aspect in rehearsing positive performances. So there's no negative reinforcement, right? It's all positive and it's all perfect. You know, furthermore, thinking about performing a task is much easier to do than actually doing it. And think about this for a second. When Olympians go to train, they, it, they, it absorbs four years of their life minimum to prepare for that one competition. So Olympians, they, they've won the gold medal hundreds of thousands of times in their mind before the event even begins. You know, the Bradley University men's team played the country club in Missouri probably 20 to 30 times in their mind before they even stuck a peg in the ground to tee off. And the results speak for themselves. These are just a couple concepts and programs we use to help athletes and teams evaluate their performances and ultimately accomplish their goals. Thank you for listening in on this segment of Mind of a Champion. I'd like to hear your feedback. You can even leave me a voice message within the podcast, or you can shoot me a message at Twitter at shgolfperform, or you can check out my website at seanhumphreys.com. I'll see you on the next episode of Mind of a Champion.